expect the expected. If you ate a cookie 10 times and 10 times out of 10, or maybe nine times out of 10, maybe one time you were able to not to have 10 cookies, expect to have 10 cookies every time you have one cookie. So maybe that yeah. needs to go, yeah. but when you have hot chocolate, you drink the hot chocolate, it's soothing, it's chocolatey, it's sweet, and it seals the meal. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kristen and Kara, Pritikin's licensed psychologist and registered dietitian, talk about the upcoming holiday season. They discuss multiple mindful eating strategies that you can implement to make sure that you get through the holiday season and go into 2023 feeling great. So enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. The holiday season is coming and I know it's always a really difficult time of year for people um, in terms of food because you know, food and mood go very hand in hand. And they rhyme. And, and they rhyme, so it's easy, it's easy to remember. But um, in, in both directions, whether it's a really happy time and you're gathering a whole lot of people right, together right. for a meal, um, it, it is a time that we overconsume food and a lot of times not all the best, healthiest foods. And on, on the other note, it, it could be a very hard and sad time for people because um, – Maybe they don't have the family that they had the year before or, you know, there's a lot of emotions and feelings surrounding holidays. So just so curious how, how you deal with this when you're when you're working with your guests. Sure. There are a lot. And you named a few right there, you know, so and they're kind of on opposite ends, we'll say, you know, and so a lot of people do comment on, you know, I've got both things happening during the holidays. I mean, one is one is also just kind of the stress in general. I mean, a lot of people feel like the holidays is just sort of chaotic and stressful and buying presents and this party and that party and going here and there. And um, so that's a piece as well. And then in addition, kind of sometimes unpleasant feelings around sadness, like sadness. and loss of people. And especially mm -hmm. in the last couple of years of the pandemic, when there's, you know, for many people, been even, even more loss and isolation as well. Um, so there's those feelings that can cause a lot of people then to seek out food as a way to cope um, or alcohol. Um, and there's oftentimes more of that around the holidays too. Absolutely. And it's harder to kind of avoid. Um, and then, yes, there's the kind of celebrations and joyous occasions that many people say, and then I eat and drink more there too. So it's emotions on both ends. So it can be really challenging It, it, it can for be people. very challenging. Yeah. So, so, you know, just... An example is there is there you know a guest or a client that you've worked with recently that you that you've Let's dealt see. with this and um, you know what what was an outcome or what what are some good ideas? Yeah, um, I think um, everybody's a little different, so I I don't have like kind of one in mind. I'm more like kind of melding a bunch of guests together because. For some people, the the stressful type feelings are going to play a bigger role in their stress eating, you know, and then some people, they don't maybe tend to kind of stress eat so much. And they say, I don't really think that's so much of an issue. It's more of the parties and the going out. So, you know, if I were to kind of bring it together into one overarching theme around just emotional eating in general, 
Um, and also here's where I think some mindfulness comes in too. It's just it's kind of as you're reaching for any food or drinks to just be aware of what emotion might be behind that. Um, Why and, am I and doing if, this? Right. I mean, and if I'm doing that, say at a party and, and if I'm honest with myself, maybe I've already enjoyed a couple of drinks and, you know, maybe I would have a conversation. I think I'm good. I enjoyed a couple because we know after one or two for most people, inhibitions go out the window and Absolutely. that's just a recipe for more eating and more drinking more, and right. it can be very goes challenging. On on. It goes on and on. Um, and then it helps too to kind of have a plan ahead of time. That's a whole other different topic. But getting back to just really being mindful of the reason why we're reaching for whatever it is we're reaching for and what are we looking for that food or, or drink to kind of do for us. And so in kind of celebrations and parties, am I looking for that to enhance my overall enjoyment of socializing? And if so, is, is that a healthy relationship with food and alcohol? And right, then, right. again, I'm, you know... Like granting yourself the permission right. to do it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying don't have anything. I mean, go ahead and enjoy that glass of champagne on right, New Year's right, Eve if right. you want to, you know. But make sure we realize the reason that we're enjoying it. Which is, is it to enhance the social occasion? Aren't we already having fun with the people we're with? I, you know, I mean, those would be some questions that or I am would, I escaping, am I escaping or that, the emotions or that, that, I'm, too, that I'm having? Or is that too, yeah. Absolutely. So what, one of the things that I find really interesting about, um, about us working here at Pritikin, which is one of the reasons why I love Pritikin so much, because we are this multidisciplinary team. Mm -hmm. So I can sit with someone and help them with their meal plan. And then you can go next and, and deal with, well, Kara told me to eat this, but right. but sometimes, you know, I, I know what to do. I just don't always do it because A, B, and C reason. And um, so on on Tuesdays, you do emotional eating luncheon, correct? Yeah, right, right, right. Right. And I've been to your luncheon and I and I really enjoy it because because you talk a lot about all these different scenarios that can come up and, and how we deal with them. And then on Wednesdays, I do a luncheon called Mindfulness. Right, and they, right. And they really, they really do overlap. But one they of the do. things that I tell people that sometimes they don't understand is the initial reason that you may be reaching for that alcoholic drink or that apple pie or what, whatever it is, um, that the reason why you're doing it, it could be an emotional reason. Yes. It could be out of happiness. It could be out of sadness, stress, boredom, anger, whatever you want to call it. But after you eat it... The, the continuation of eating it no longer is emotional. It actually is physiological, which is where I kind of come in mm. in the nutrition space is that, you know, you know, don't continue to beat yourself up because you couldn't stop. Because basically what happens is that um, what I call the trifecta, the sugar, salt, and the fat in the food right. creates this, this dopamine effect in the brain and the brain mm -hmm. continues to seek that. So it continues to, to have you eat this type of food. So it starts out emotional, but it, it then goes to right. this physiological place right. where it becomes a little bit powerless over the food. Right. It becomes so, much more difficult to stop at some point. Right? Exactly. Because it's a real neurological it's a thing it's a happening in your brain. Ex yeah. Experience that's Definitely. happening. So to your point, when you're, when you're asking the person to ask themselves the question, like, you know, why am I doing this? Um, it, it could be in the past, how has this served me? 
Meaning, mm-hmm. like in that's the past, a great, that's a great question, right? Like yeah, in the past, when when I've been in a really joyous mood and I go ahead and have a glass of wine, it actually is fine because the fact that I'm happy, it may not drive me to continue to drink the wine. My brain is okay with it, but the next person has a different brain, right? And once that that alcohol touches the tongue. It turns into two and three, and then the food comes along with it. Sure. And, and so I would say, well, gosh, you know, if, if that seems to be a pattern for you, maybe drinking the alcohol, taking that away can change everything that happens right. thereafter. That comes up a lot with sugar. Guess, and I'm sure that they talk to you yes. about this too. Like it's I like have, crack. Right. It's right. Like crack. I guess bringing up a lot with sugar, you know, and there's some people, and everybody's different. Some people... Say, I can have one cookie or one little piece of chocolate, and I'm good. I don't need any more. And then lots of other people say, oh, no, that is not going to work for me. So I don't know what if you have similar type of advice for guests with with sugar. Yeah, I I pretty much ask them to do um, a little bit of an inventory um, and think back because one of the lines I always use with my guests is, like, expect the expected. You know, if if you ate a cookie uh, 10 times – and 10 times out of 10, or maybe nine times out of 10, maybe one time you were able to not to have 10 cookies, then um, odds are expect to have 10 cookies every time you have one cookie. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. needs to go. Yeah. But, you know, when you have hot chocolate, you know, you drink the hot chocolate, it, it's soothing, it's chocolatey, it's sweet, and it seals yeah. the meal. So another let, option along those lines, people bring up a lot. And again, you're the dietitian, you could chime in, you know, but tea maybe sweetened with a little bit of honey, honey or something, and, like, right, that. something like that that adds that little bit of sweetness. But then they typically don't find, I mean, again, everybody's different, but then they typically don't find it's that fine. they have to have more, right? Kind so, of one cup of soothing tea sort of does the trick and it's the end. That's what a lot of people are looking for too that I find. It's sort of the to end the meal. What's the solution to end the meal? But what's that last bite going to look like when, you know, it's, it's all, it's, it's over, you know, if you've decided that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Or a drink. I want to keep myself to one drink. Okay, as I'm finishing that one drink, what are those last couple of sips going to look like? What's my plan? And I think what you said too, having ready to go a glass of water, or something else. Maybe it's a, a seltzer with, you know, it's just lime or something the... else, right? Something else ready to go right afterward. Um, and, and a plan and play by play in your head using imagery can be one way. Imagery, to, that's a great one way to prepare as idea. best as possible. We can't always anticipate everything. Well, I do, but... You know, speaking of imagery, is um, one of the things that I've been doing lately is uh, some, some mindfulness meditation, mm. and you actually just sort of stare at something beautiful. It could be like beautiful mountains or a beautiful ocean with beach. I mean, for me, I love to look at the mountains because I live in Miami Beach, so I could go to the the beach beach every every day, day, which I completely am grateful for. But when I sit there and I look at mountains, I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's just a really nice, nice place to be. So I think that imagery is really great. And then in terms of some other, you know, what we call mindfulness tips or tricks to help us get through this time, because um, just like in life, there, there are times when things are just running smooth. And then there's other times when there's going to be little jags and expect right. the expected, like the holidays, it's, it might be a little jaggy. Right. So one thing I always tell people is, um, first of all, if you're going to any sort of, um, whether it's a restaurant for a party or somebody's house, 
you know that there's going to be a lot of food. So mm-hmm. one good idea is when you go there, don't go starving. Don't go yeah, super absolutely. hungry. Right. That right. is just like one little safety net that you can do. And then to, to your point about, you know, eating your food and knowing that there's more available is to say, okay, well, I, you know, one of the things that I notice a lot of people do, especially here at Pritikin, um, because they're, you know, maybe they're busy or just part of their, you know, autopilot situation, but we tend to eat fast. Yes. And so yeah. I, I, when I do the mindfulness luncheon, I tell everyone to take their uh, fork or their spoon, their utensil, and uh, put it in the non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Trend. And that way yeah. you just kind of slow yourself down. It's it's just and you have to constantly probably clean up messes that you trip <laughs> right. Where <laughs> at least I would. <laughs> we say wear wear a little bib because the food might fall down. Right. But the point is, is that um, in terms, slow down. Of, yeah, yeah, just just because your brain is on autopilot, and you know they say forty percent of what we do is just based merely on our habits. So it's hard to slow yourself down right. on your own. But if you if you do something to interfere with that, yeah. you know th- that that'll help. Um, so that's another one of the tips that I like to talk about. And then, now, does um, everybody practice it when you're yeah, at the no, luncheon? Yeah, you make everybody switch I make hands. Everybody, everybody try try <laughs> it, and it and it's really it's really quite funny. And they're yeah. like, "Wow, this 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 is difficult. This is slowing me down." Yeah, um, it would. It t- and then the one other trick that I do with them is I have them um, go back to their dominant hand, take the food, put it in their mouth, put their utensil down, mm-hmm. chew the food entirely. Um, swallow it, and it's not until it's all the way down can you then pick up your fork. Yeah. So just creating these like little mindfulness little techniques mm-hmm. um, over time, it it will actually help it you can make slow a big yourself difference. down yeah. and feel that sense of of fullness if mm-hmm. you're paying attention to your cue. And then maybe by the time that last bite is over, you're gonna say, "Well, I'm good. Yeah, like I'm true. not if we feeling, slow down. I'm not feeling right. that hunger because it may not be as much of a struggle as we anticipated. The brain and the be. belly had communication. Yeah, you spend some time eating. So yeah, so th- those are you know some of my tricks of the trade that yeah. I that I talk about. Um, but I do agree with you. Each and every person is is quite individual and different. So we don't really have you know hard and fast rules of you know how to handle the holidays. But um, even if you're if you're asking the question, that means that you are somewhat aware and wanting to make some changes. So I, I really think that it just starts it just starts there with like you know what the holidays can be difficult. What are some of the things that I'm gonna um, do to make it a little easier? Why do I want to throw myself in the fire and have to be so disciplined? It's not a bad idea to have these little safety nets just to help you do better sure. and be better yeah. as opposed to being starving, going to the party. Um, and then, and what about also bringing, bringing something to the party that you know that you enjoy, that, that's healthy for you? So if nothing else there is satisfying or is, is healthy, you got that one that one dish. Right, that, and that's, that's right, definitely a great suggestion. And sometimes I find that people feel like they're they're going to offend somebody. So that can be right, tricky. They feel bad. Yeah. They feel like they're going to offend them. And what do you, what do you say to them? They're like, Oh, I'm, I, I feel bad if, if, you know, they try and offer me this and, and I say, no, I, I just, I just feel like I should take it. I realize that some relationships are maybe already strained or tense or, you know, sometimes people don't 
They don't want to broach the top. You know, they don't want to ask if they can bring their own dish because they just, you know. So sometimes I realize, you know, sometimes just the path of least resistance is the easier way to go. But then in those cases, you know, you just make sure you don't go starving. You make sure you eat a little bit ahead of time, you know, and then, you know, eat some of it. But it's don't, not really what, right, what you wanted. So. Right, right. And then also, you know, we don't have to be perfect all the time either. So, true. I, you know, you can chime in here from a nutrition perspective, but I would guess from, at least from behavioral health perspective, you know, one, one day is not going to make or break you. And, but again, you can chime in here. Um, and some people might need that, that one day, you know, they think, you know what, it really means a lot to me to have you know, that one holiday meal that's maybe a big part of my family or cultural family traditions, tradition. right? And, Absolutely. And that does mean something to me. And, and, and that's okay, too. And I think you can fit that in. And where, where I go with that, usually, I know I'm kind of deviating from your original question, I, might, I hope to get back to, but is, you know, and actually I got this term from a guest, which I love. It's great. This notion of bookending and I like it because then we can like visualize bookends, literally, right, you know, right. on this side and this side. And maybe you've got that one day. Maybe it'll be Christmas Day. Maybe it'll be New Year's Eve. Um, and we want to make sure that the day before, if you want to plan on it, okay, this is just my one day. I, you know, I'm not going to worry about. I'm going to eat reasonably and sensibly, but I'm not. I'm not going to sweat it. Right out, or I'm going to have right, the dessert. I'm, right, I'm, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm going to have those mashed potatoes, and you know, and. Um, you know, on the day before, make sure you plan for healthy meals. Because what a lot of people are worried about is the so-called slippery slope. You right, know, what right, if I right. do it on one day, then I worry I can't get back. And, right. and also, I think your point about, you know, fear, you're worried about something that hasn't even happened yet, but it's good to be prepared. So then on the other end, the other bookend is the day after. And you make sure that you've got your fridge and your pantry and everything stocked with the usual things. You get up right that day, you know, say it's after, uh, you know, New Year's Day. Get right up the day on January 2nd and you start your breakfast, nor, you know, normally like you would. And most people find that if they kind of start off their day like that, they're not going to go down that slippery right, slope. Right. They, you get right up and you start like you so typically it, would. It, basically what you're saying is, is that you're planning for this particular you meal. Of, right, you plan for it. And I think that's a really good idea because, you know, we, we are not robots. We are, we are human beings, mm -hmm. right? And we all react differently. Some people need that one day of, of, you know, mashed potatoes so that the next day they're going to be better in terms of their eating because if they didn't do the mashed potatoes, they might be resentful of that yeah. and do something else regardless, right? So it's, it's a, or, or another person already knows like, oh my God, once I eat mashed potatoes, I'm all done. So I'm going to yeah. say, you know what, you got to say, Adios to the mashed potatoes if that's what you know that that happens. Or if it's going to be too much of a struggle. Too much of a you know, struggle. Because for many people going the, I guess we'll take here from the addiction treatment world, you know, kind of this notion of abstinence only, you know, for right. many people. Because it that, works. It can be a good way to go because it's sort of like, I don't have to fight it anymore. I don't have to struggle with right. it anymore. And it, and and it, it takes away right. stress. And but, for away stress. People, but for that, other people, it might not that work. That complete abstinence actually add stress. Right. Um, so, you know, one, another thing it just happened, I just came out of class, the calorie density class. And the last thing that I do in the class is I show this big old bowl of pasta and it's giant. It's like a pound of pasta. And I say to everyone, who's afraid of pasta? 
And there's a lot of hands that get raised because pasta has a really bad rap. So I'm like, okay, let me show you how to be a little bit less afraid about pasta. Hmm. So what I do is I take about a, a measuring cup full of cooked pasta. I put it in a bowl and then I take a bunch of cooked vegetables and I put it on top mm. of the pasta. And what you can see is the bowl gets bigger, but the pasta does it. It stays the same. And right next to that pasta is a really big, beautiful salad. Yeah. So I'm like, think about pasta in terms of it's not the main stage. It's just an accessory. But sure, if it's something right. that you really enjoy, you can find a way to do it. But you you got you got to be prepared. You you got to have the vegetables ready to go. You you can't just cook pasta and and expect that you're going to have this tiny little bowl of pasta. And that's another good point about this notion of kind of maybe treating ourselves, especially around the holidays, and and the notion of and maybe a minimal or in moderation is it doesn't have to be the whole plate. So if that's if it's a part of your tradition, part of your culture, something you really look forward to, you really enjoy, maybe it is that slice, uh, maybe a small slice, but a little slice of pumpkin pie or apple pie or something, you know, it doesn't have to take up right. the whole plate, right. as you say. Like it can no, just be a little you, bit. You, you can say, tonight I'm having pumpkin pie. Yeah. And then if you say that it's okay, all of a sudden the guilt just kind of goes away and maybe it helps you not eat the big old piece. And that reminds me right? also, yeah, and that reminds me of a guest. So it came to me as we've been talking, there was a, a recent guest and I thought this was really interesting. So we were talking about cake. I mean, for sugar for a lot of people is really difficult. You know, they have one and they want another and another as we've already talked about. And so she figured out after we talked about it that she enjoys about four or five bites but then because it's sugar and she just has a hard time stopping, she said, but I'll eat the whole plate of, you know, I have a pretty good slice of cake that somebody gave me, but I only really enjoy four or five bites, but I just keep eating it. And then I go back for more. But the notion that she realized, I only really enjoy a little bit because after that, it becomes this it emotional loses, struggle, like, right? Um, it loses. It the lo rate of diminishing returns or yeah, whatever, whatever that's you a good, call right, that. That's yeah. A, yeah. And, it, and she said it just, then it becomes the struggle, this battle, and any enjoyment I had over the flavor of it is kind, kind of overshadowed by, oh, it's, it's too much. Oh, it's too much. Why can't I stop? I'm so terrible. You know, all of the other, you know, self-talk. And so what she decided is stop, eat, you know, don't eat more than you enjoy. And so if See um, see how that works. Yeah, and see how that works. Oh, I'm so, so curious to see so, how it works uh, yeah. for her. Hopefully she comes back <laughs> to next be year and I can see how it goes with her. Um, so I guess as we can see, there's there's so many ways to skin a cat. But yeah. but what's what's really really important is 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 really um, taking time to be aware of of what's going on inside your of your head yeah. before you automatically act or before you automatically say you're going to do something bad or good or whatever is just think about it, try to make a plan for it, whether it's eating the cake or deciding not to eat the cake, either one could yeah. be okay, but you made that choice and you're being mindful about it. And I think that as long as we can have good relationships and conversations with our food and our emotions, we can hash it out. It's, it's, it's the communication piece that's most important, right? And if right. you have good communication, you usually have some good results. You have poor communication, may not work out so well. Right, so, and I assume by communication, we're talking about the, the communication we have with ourselves. Or even direct communi communication with our food. <laughs>
Well, but but even to me, the the communication. I talk to my food. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, are you serving me well today? <laughs> like, do you serve me well? And I and I know it sounds a little silly, but to me, food food is about relationships. You could talk to it. it. I mean, you know, we talk you can, to you ourselves can. all the time, right? Might as well just might as well talk to your food. food. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, always so nice yeah, um, chatting with you, Kristen, and um, getting your perspective. I think. I think it's great um, Pritikin um, brings both of us on board to help make making these decisions um, both about food, but also about our emotions and how how to try to um, capitalize on that and make the best choices for our own selves. Yes. Likewise. Thank you. I'm not, you said it perfectly to end it. So we'll just leave it there. for listening to the Healthier Everyday podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.